made you attract you to this kind of situation? Extreme sports or? My my passion actually is uh, to to drive transformation and to create business impact. And um, the people I met through coincidence in Suze were awesome. Everybody was so eager and so fired up to really unleash the potential of this fantastic open source company. Um, and that actually made me made me say, all right, I, I, I also take a personal risk. Welcome, everybody. My name is Alexander Greb. I am the Customer Advisory Lead S4HANA Strategy at SAP, and you're listening to the SAP Experts Podcast. When you and your company are in a digitalization initiative, your biggest enemy often is hesitation. On this episode, I have two guests who did not have time for that. Imagine a situation in which you have been given 16 months to deploy S4HANA to 33 entities. And since the company we are talking about is freshly carved out, you are alone without something like an existing IT department to support you. Plenty of reason to state this is impossible. Not for today's guest, because that's what I've just done. I'm stunned to welcome the CEO of SUSE, Mr. Sebastian Dreves, and EMEA Market Director Friedrich Krey to our podcast, who are going to tell us how they managed to deliver this feed thanks to S4HANA Cloud and the power of SUSE Linux. Incredible story here at the SAP Experts Podcast. Welcome Sebastian Dreves and Friedrich Krey. Good day, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. Hi. We have Susie here today as guests. And Susie, is, I think, is a very interesting company because you are first an open source software company that develops and sells Linux products to business customer. Second, you are SAP partner and you are a SAP customer because you are live on S4HANA Cloud. Fred, do you feel comfortable with that question and, or with that description? Alex, uh, this is uh, excellent. Uh, um, in 1992, uh, we have been the first enterprise Linux provider on the world. In 1999, We worked then very close with you guys at ACP in the ACP Linux lab. And we are a foundation member of this lab. So the partnership starts between ACP and SUSE. And then in 2009, approximately, ACP decided to go to HANA. And before, The development with HANA was made by ACP. ACP had a product that was called the ACP Business Warehouse Accelerator. Mm -hmm. And this was only available on SUSE. And I can remember, I was sitting in our office and a colleague came to me from the Linux lab and said, hey, Fred, I had a discussion with the ACP guys and they told me there will, be, there will uh, come a successor of the Business Warehouse Accelerator. They call it a, a it's a secret in-memory database project. We cannot tell anybody about it. And I said, hey, cool. And uh, we are selected to be your uh, the development partner for that. And he said, yes, you can imagine, it's great. And from this time on, we, uh, we, we have been very uh, excited about uh, this partnership. To, uh, to, to support such an important project of SAP, okay? And um, 
also on CBIT, I can remember in uh, 2012, I was uh, at the uh, ACP booth uh, at CBIT, and um, I heard from uh, from the news um, that uh, ACP plans not only bring HANA to BW, um, it was also a rumor that uh, uh, the suite will come on HANA. And this changed uh, the whole uh, landscape dramatically because it became obvious that ACP plans their own database strategy and SUSE is in the middle of this uh, uh, hurricane to uh, make this happen. And um, this was a very exciting time uh, to support everything that was necessary. So uh, virtualization stuff, uh, high availability and disaster recovery was necessary. You know, all components that provides a rock solid uh, ACP uh, data center implementation. So basically we could say that you came on board more or less in the um, behind all the momentum with HANA. But of course, and this is something what, what I experience with all the noise that something like that usually makes, like SAP is having its own database and the old infrastructure is of course changed. Um, each detail and each element and that, for example, Linux is coming on board with the face of SUSE in that area is sometimes of course a bit overlooked. So what role place SUSE within the SAP architectures? Uh, first, uh, in the classical, uh, uh, if you look at the suite part, ECC 6.0, it's, uh, uh, we have a 70% um, market share globally uh, of the ECC deployments. Within the S4 HANA deployments, SUSE is about, uh, uh, it has a market share of about 90%. And if you look at the HANA Enterprise Cloud, Uh, from SAP. Um, this is also stuffed completely uh, with SUSE um, with uh, uh, over 98% market share there. So at the end, the role uh, made us um, to the clear market leader uh, with Linux deployments in the SAP uh, environment. And um, yeah, the uh, Uh, and, and also further projects uh, looking into Kubernetes, for example, um, are developed uh, together for the um, uh, SAP data intelligence platform, for example, that is only can only be deployed on Kubernetes. We are here also um, uh, the uh, a strong uh, collaboration partner with SAP for, for the Kubernetes platform and SAP Business One, for example. Yeah is uh, deployed with thousands of customers on SUSE only. So there is the market share 100%. So um, overall, I would say it's a, 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 a very, very uh, deep integration with SAP and widespread over, over the globe uh, in, in, in market share. So when we look at the press conference that Christian Klein had on Monday, when he said, um, we plan to have within the next years, 85% of our business as cloud business. And on the other hand, we learned that S4HANA Enterprise Cloud runs exclusively on SUSE. This probably must have been quite good news for you. Yeah, Alex, uh, indeed, uh, these are really good news for SUSE. 
um, to uh, leverage all of the business into the direction of uh, the cloud. Um, first, the HANA Enterprise Cloud will be available on the hyperscalers. Um, as SUSE is uh, a part of the HANA Enterprise Cloud, this will um, drive the SUSE growth, of course, um, uh, together with SAP. And our role in this um, adoption of technology here to come on the cloud is that SUSE provides a technology consistency. That means all technologies that are available on-premise will be available also on the cloud hyperscaler platforms. If you talk about uh, the Linux platform itself, if you talk the high availability and disaster recovery functionalities for HANA scale up or HANA scale out, a lot of templates are necessary to automate those uh, deployments to make it easier to, for, uh, to, to make the cloud jump. And uh, this is our, uh, uh, of course, our um, focus to enable the platform run as smooth as possible also on the cloud uh, uh, hyperscalers. And um, within uh, the technology consistency, approach that we say, okay, one platform that can be used on-premise, it's exactly the same platform um, also on the cloud, provides a very nice thing to the customer because he can leverage existing investments. So all things that have been built on-premise like contracts, know-how, technology can just used also on the cloud and that is uh, uh, and the, uh, already made investments can be uh, used also. So that is our um, uh, uh, focus and our uh, look at this uh, great uh, uh, cloud journey. So you could say, from a certain standpoint, there is no way to the cloud without you. Uh, if if you express it in these words. <laughs> um, uh, it's uh, uh, it looks a little bit like this, yes. Um, uh, but uh, uh, it's it's our um, uh, uh, we we are um, realistic enough uh, to uh, not to overpower this statement, please. Uh, we are happy and we are thankful for that that we are part of a part of this cloud journey. Definitely, definitely, Sebastian. I want to go over to you now because. I'm not sure how to, to, to express that better. Um, you are coming out of an S4HANA project. You look very relaxed now. How does this fit together? <laughs> so th th thanks for the compliments, Alex, first of all. So yes, uh, I'm, I'm not fully relaxed, but we are definitely in a good place. And uh, the, 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 the journey we went through in SUSE actually was quite interesting, also from an SAP perspective. Um, SUSE started actually being an independent company, being actually the world's leading independent open source company in March 2019. And in order to be a standalone company, you can guess, right, we had to design and deploy a completely greenfield IT stack. Um, so if I ask you if to, to jump on that, because I think this is a very interesting, compelling point. Um, You were carved out more or less at that time. Exactly. You had no or 
almost no possibilities like to mirror your existing systems, you had to start from zero. This was more or less like your starting point. Absolutely. So that was the starting point. Sousa, in its journey to become independent, um, was going to deploy a complete brand new greenfield IT stack. That is actually one of the compelling reasons that that made me join the company back back in the days, because that is an opportunity as an IT leader you get very rarely, right? Yeah. To design something from scratch and to go with a best-in-class uh, stack in the end. Um, but uh, again, the situation was very challenging. We we were on the clock. We had maximum 18 months to make all of the transformation happen for for Suzu globally. Uh, close to 2,000 employees. We operate in 33 countries, right? Um, Suze was running on a legacy stack in the past that I think really I would describe as technical debt. Yeah? More than 300 applications, a lot of them hard to maintain, spaghetti integration. So all the nightmares of IT leaders become true when you when you look at that environment, I guess. And we had to move off that into something simpler, smarter, scalable, and elastic enough to support again SUSE as, as an independent company on our growth journey. Right? We were going to we are going to take um, our business a lot further in the end. And your your legacy systems. Let me ask you one thing about that. Was this something where you said your debt was this? just legacy Zuse stuff in a certain way? Or was this something or let's say areas where you were more or less forced to use existing systems of your then mother at that time, which did not really fit to your um, needs and to your, let's say, demands at that time? I think the second option you gave me, Alex, uh, describes the situation quite well, right? Suze had a very um, interesting journey over the last years, uh, going through different ownership setups, etc. And we ended up on a stack of our mother company by that moment that we could run on. We, we were a sex, successful business. We were growing. Uh, Friedrich can speak a lot uh, better to that. Right? We were we were winning in the market to, to some degree. Um, But uh, yeah, we were not unleashing all our potential, also partially due to the legacy stack we were running on from my perspective. So March 2019 felt a little bit like um, a relief, I think, for the company. Everybody I spoke to um, said, well, that was the moment we really felt that we are on our own, we can run, we can take fate out into our own hands. But at the same time, we knew that we were on the clock. We had to actually finish our transition, our carve out um, within 18 months for, again, being a global company in more than 34 countries. Um, that is that is a challenge and that is a stretch, right? Um, I think I was employee number three in the IT organization. Um, so they didn't have an IT function. You you were, because I think this is, this is enormous. You said like, there were like just 18 months to build up everything for an existing serious size company from scratch there were no people existent basically to do that because you were coming up and not only your processes and your systems would be complete greenfield but your organization itself also um 
which yes. is more or less combining, let's say, the disadvantages. May, may, let me call you that. <laughs> the disadvantages of a startup with the disadvantages of a big company in a certain way. Um, what, what did you attract you to this kind of situation? Extreme sports or? <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I, I have a passion for sports still and I've been in that industry <laughs> for quite some time, but um, uh, my, my passion actually is uh, to, to drive transformation and to create business impact. And um, the people I met through coincidence in Suse were awesome. Everybody was so eager and so fired up to really unleash the potential of this fantastic open source company um, and that actually made me made me say all right I, I, I also take a personal risk I personally go into the opportunity it's something I've never done before um, but it's it's something that I will just learn and benefit from in so many uh, aspects of my personal and professional growth and that was actually the reason besides the great people I met actually that made me um, uh, join and take take on the challenge together with everyone else who joined, right? And yeah, then we started running um, and uh, starting to to drive a transformation. 18 months, August 2020, was the deadline that we were we were um, pushed against. If we would have gone beyond the deadline, we would have run into significant contractual issues with regards to the carve out, with regards to the divestiture we were running with our former mother company. So that was the cliff we were all staring at. Can you give me some numbers to really embrace that kind of challenge you had? Because as far as I've understood, you had like 474 days to yes. complete, to uh, really have, how, how, how many users did you have? I think like 1,700 at that time. Yes. So that's the number of, um, I think the headcount number that we, we ended up uh, Within the end, 1,700 globally, uh, again in I think 34 countries uh, now, nowadays. Uh, SUSE is, is truly um, uh, 24 by 7. We operate in all time zones from Asia to the US to Latin America. Um, the, the other number I think that's important to, to take away is really this, this legacy setup that we, we ran that uh, consisted of close to 400 applications really some of them some of them people didn't even know how to access to be honest as an admin um, and we had to migrate all of that into yeah, a future stack that we designed which was supposed to be of course state of the art cloud first 80 applications uh, leading platforms um, for um, the, the purpose we were running the business for etc But it's not only that, right? I mean, SUSE is part of an open source community. Mm -hmm. And as an example, we operate with close to 10,000 partners uh, globally, um, partners that help us to, to help our customers uh, um, to run SUSE solutions, uh, to provide guidance, to provide support, right? And we have to take them on the journey as well. And of course, all our customers in the end, right? That, I mean, made long-term commitments to SUSE in many cases. Um, and that were, of course, dependent on us being the partner of choice for their digital transformation, of helping them move into the cloud, of helping them simplify, modernize, accelerate their IT infrastructure. So how did you approach that topic? I mean, you, you go into this job, you know, like I have 16 months for 33 entities. I have no people available yet. Is this something where in your mind already a picture comes up where you say like, 
um, I do not really have to think about the deployment model. This is cloud. Others, no, other way, this is not possible. Or how did you approach that topic? Or when did this decision come to your mind? I think um, the, the the decisions were partially initiated already before I, I joined back in the days by some of the members that were there before me. But the the direction we were jointly driving towards um, was very clear. We we have to build an IT architecture that is uh, supporting the agility, but also the scalability that SUSE needs with regards to our business model. SUSE is not only growing the business, but we are transforming the way we, we run open source solutions, the way we work with customers, um, the, the way, the, the, the areas, the domains that we, we support customers in. So all of that, from my perspective, is a full-blown business transformation, including, for instance, in, in organic growth, uh, like you might have seen on the press. We are, we are um, joining forces with, 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 I guess, the leading Kubernetes platform providers globally, Rancher Labs. So th that's one part of it. The other part was clear. Um, in order to maintain the speed of deployment and also the, I would call it the diligence and the, the rigidness needed for a global deployment of an ERP, for instance, we knew that we, we had to go cloud first. There was no way we could start building things ourselves. There was no way we could not leverage all the assets that come with state-of-the-art cloud solutions, right? And um, that was, I think, the starting point. So that was was very clear in our minds. Everybody who was involved had the same vision yeah, to build a best-in-class IT stack for a software company. Since you were already a software company, so you had lots of people who know their stuff, who know software, who know IT. You know the solution. Mm -hmm because SUSE is a part of that solution. It's, it's something of the foundation as for HANA Cloud is built upon. Do you think this constellation set up your mind in a way that you said, I have quite a lot of competence in that area already. That's why I have free, a free mindset up to concentrate on the business value I get out of it. Because we see so often that so many, so many people at first look at the technical issues and at the technical um, dimension of an undertaking like this and may underestimate the importance of the business yes. in this area. No, um, absolutely, Alex. Um, the, this, I mean, one of the major, probably the most fundamental decision we've taken in our journey was what is the backbone, the foundation, the, the digital platform that we built the business on? And we very, very quickly came to the decision that it has to be as for HANA Cloud from, from, from SAP, of course, for a number of reasons. Step one, for this ambition uh, that we, we've set out, um, we knew that we had to have a, a very strong network of partners and we had to have partners that were as committed to the su success of this group as we were. SAP is probably the the strategic partner for SUSE, we, I mean, Friedrich, you, you spoke about that. We have a relationship for more than 20 years, right? We co-develop products. So we also click very well culturally. And again, SAP runs on SUSE in, I would say, almost all, all, all successful cases. Huh? Um, and that was the, the, the last decision-making criteria for us. Of course, as a software company, we want to run our own software. And if you think about it, it's, it's such a great opportunity 
we basically choose the, the the leading cloud ERP platform that runs on the leading operating system, SUSE Linux Enterprise. Um, and we deploy that in a, I wouldn't call it Harakiri mode, but in a extremely short time frame to a global software company. That, that was a great story to have. And that's what made everybody buy in. And we had a lot of support from the top levels of SAP, of course, our own uh, owners and our own board in SUSE was very supportive um, of the direction we were taking. And I think looking back, that is probably the, where success started. In preparation for the po this podcast episode, I looked for similar cases like yours because I wanted to know, like, are you as, let's say, standout individual in what you did, like I presume in the beginning? And so I looked a little bit around and um, I did not find anybody who make this. We, we have, of course, these, let's say, cloud, small cloud approaches where you like within a few weeks are on S4 HANA cloud, but of course not in that size. When you now look back, um, would you do everything again like that? Um, so from my perspective, Every decision we took along the way brought us to where we are now. So in hindsight, I would not say every decision was right, but mm. the place we are in now is probably a good place to be in. Um, of course, there are a few risks that we, we, we took in the end, right? Um, as an example, when we decided to, to move to S4HANA Cloud, um, it was very clear and acknowledged also by the, the SAP team that we worked with that the solution was not yet fully fit for purpose for a company out of the services industry. So that, of course, gave us a bit of a, a hard time to think about because if you put, us, put yourself into our position, right, uh, there was no room to fail. Yeah. Suddenly we were... We were, we were looking at a platform that was maybe not yet ready there was a commitment to get it ready on time mm -hmm. but we had to put a lot of eggs into that that basket and in the end mm -hmm. uh, i think i can i can speak to everyone in suzu who was involved in taking that decision um the commitment uh, of the people we work with probably made the made the difference so that was the right decision one of the other things looking back in hindsight is i guess the the area where we are where we've maybe missed the biggest opportunity until now is we might not have taken full advantage of the, I would call it the more advanced capabilities for um, for, auto, for simplifying, for automating and accelerating our, our business yet because we had to run in such a short time and we, we did not have the room to rethink how we run our business, how we run specific things in finance, how we take advantage of Again, all the advanced capabilities that, that come with uh, S4 HANA Cloud. So I wouldn't have changed it because we, that's exactly what we're doing now. But it's probably an area where we are not yet meeting all expectations or where we're not yet unleashing the full potential of the platform. So this is quite interesting what you say because already since you are like in on the public cloud path and you already take a lot of these let's say pre-made best practice for you you still say there are even more benefits if we use that and 
still we should have had or should have taken ourselves more time to think about that, which um, is where something what, what lots of customers of ours underestimated, of course, in the beginning yeah. to really take that step back, not talk all the time about the just the technical things that you have to talk about, but really take your time and and, and spend your time and, and, and brain power in getting full into these kinds of business benefits you can take with that because you are missing a chance in a certain way, which of course you can after this, after go life still leverage in a certain way. But when, of course, the simplest way to do this is always, of course, during the project and not after this. No, um, I would agree. Um, given given the, the circumstances that we were in, uh, I think there was very little other, uh, other chances to actually um, to, 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 to have gone through that differently. I, I don't know how to express it better. Um, I think what, what I appreciate most about the, the SUSE organization, and for instance, our finance organization, SAP, everybody is very open about the fact that hey, we actually now need to look at the further potential of the platform. We have to look at how can we bring in AI and automate activities in finance, right? How can we, through automation, not only reduce manual workload, but also increase quality of all the processes we run, right? Um, how can we speed up um, the time we take to use to, to close the company, right? If we would take full advantage of S4HANA Cloud, I mean, we would have close to real-time reporting during during quarter and during during year end, right? Yeah. So, but it would have been too much for us to to eat uh, to to bite from the elephant by that moment. I think. So, we have all the opportunities in our hands. I think the way I look at in at the implementation of the the S4HANA cloud platform, I I don't look at it so much now as an IT project, honestly. And that I, I come from the IT implementation world. I've run more than one SAP implementation with uh, a business warehouse accelerator and BI on HANA back in the days, right? I, I would rather look at such a program as a business transformation program uh, to get get the full benefit out of it. And that is the opportunity from my perspective. If you are you're willing and able to really go with the cloud, and by the way, the cloud helped us in a lot of cases because we had to streamline a few certain things. We had to cut off some of the ways of working we had in the past. Um, that already helped, but now we have to look at side-by-side -side scenarios, like where, where can we use um, the, uh, the SAP cloud uh, for additional uh, capabilities that we haven't used yet. There's so much potential, I think, in this ecosystem. Um, that's going to be exciting in the next years. Definitely. Imagine you have or your standing now in front of lots of people who are in a similar situation like you've been two years ago and they ask you like what are your learnings what are your recommendations and best practice that you put out of your own journey mm -hmm. what would be like the top three most important things that people who start with that kind of journey should respect um I go back to the first element that I mentioned, uh, selecting the right partner. And it's not only about uh, selecting the product that ticks most of the boxes in the RFP. It's it's deciding to go for a partner that's willing to go through the journey with you and that is as committed as you are to making that a success. Um, because there will be a lot of unknowns, right? 
uh, we live in the VUCA world. Uh, the ambiguity is, is increasing. When we started the program, I would not have thought that we would finish the program in the pandemic where we could not run face-to-face -face UAT sessions, right? We had to do all of, all, all of that virtually. Um, so the partner is key and then putting the right team in place. In my mind, in our SAP journey, that was the, the start of success, specifically the support from customer success, but also product management. The second thing um, I would recommend to incorporate in, in, your, in decision making is really um, the ambition needs to be high, but it and, but should be reachable as well. So we knew and we had had discussed through how fast can we dip deploy as for HANA Cloud to entities? How would a plan look like in the end? So we were not naive, of course, right? We had we'd done our homework. We had great partners, not only SAP, but also big implementation partners helped us. And I think they've done a tremendous job and they put together a really strong team um, to to bring all of the uh, the power um, onto the street. And then third, um, we, we talked about that in a different context. When you go on such a journey, you have to be able to adapt when circumstances change. And the North Star for us was always clear. 18 months, we want to be live globally with our stack. My, we have to cut all the ties to our former company. We run SUSE on... Um, in, in a new platform on our ERP without any business disruption because we were transforming the business in parallel. But the way we, we got there and with all the things that happened along the way, we had to be very agile and also a bit of humble, honestly, to say, honestly, we don't have all the answers yet. Yeah, there might be things on the way that we don't anticipate now, but the way these issues come up, we have the team in place to, um, to deal with them. Great. To finish, um, of course, people are probably all excited about what you have told us. When people want to follow you, where can they do that best? Of course, suze.com is a great place to start, honestly, um, because it gives you a, um, a good entry point to look at all the capabilities that Suze is providing. I think Friedrich was speaking about that. SUSE is probably the platform that almost every successful SAP installation in the cloud, but also on-premise um, runs on from my perspective, or in, I mean, in my honest view, as an IT decision maker should run on. Um, and uh, there are there, there's a lot of material to talk about the advantages and how that actually creates business impact. As an example, As the responsible for um, the IT function in SUSE, I don't have to worry about the maintenance windows from SAP because they, we have to implement security patches in our Linux environment. These days are gone, right? We run live patching. Um, so th that's a good starting point. We also run a, a nice conference every year, SUSECon, which is really awesome. Should be happening again fiscal year 2021. So that's a great opportunity to get in touch and You will find a lot of SUSE engineers other than that um, in open source communities elsewhere. Friedrich, I think you wanted to add something. Yes, and currently on the ACP TechEd, ah, yes. you will find us also because Sebastian will have a session and I will have a session with another customer also. So you, the next 
the next big uh, event you can see i think see us also and hear us also is on acp taget in right. december here you can find us again and otherwise follow us and find us on linkedin and all the social media platforms where we're definitely around and happy to engage perfectly thank you very much it was some really interesting conversation with you i hope you have a great day and i wish you all the best stay healthy thank, thank you, you very, very much, much alex thanks sir bye bye thank you